0: The Snapback Journey Radio. Snapback Journey Radio. The Snapback Journey Radio. Presented by Yo Checka TV. With healthy conversations. Like a- Hosted by
1: Checka C. Hey Yo Chaka.
0: What's up? It's Checka C, media personality and your host of Snapback Journey, all about women overcoming struggles with their health, heart, and pocketbook, healing mentally, physically, and. Spiritually. Uh, do you live in New York, or you just like go to see her? And-
1: uh i i've been here on and off i have my own place in jersey city but i've been in new york for on and off for about seven years taking care of her wow she had cancer so she's oh my been god my, i've been her nurse
0: wow that's beautiful though so hey and you gotta
1: give back they took care is that of us, your right? mom's
0: mom or your dad's mom
1: mom's stepmom
0: so oh. she is
1: my mother's age grandpa moved on After grandma and he had a 30 year younger woman. So my my mom was having my sister at the same time. My grandmother was having my uncle. So I
0: have
1: have a 37 year old Japanese uncle.
0: That's dope. That's crazy. I thought my world was nuts, but you never know know. how we
1: Spanish people do. (laughs) Right.
0: Switch it up. Hey, look, your granddaddy wasn't playing. He was like, uh, abuelo got his swag back. He did, he did. <laughs> 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 oh, so she's better now, is she good? Or? She is good, thank
1: God. She has survived everything and I'm sure she's going to live past me. So we are all good, thank God.
0: Yo, I always think of, I always compare raising a baby to somebody who's taking care of an elderly. I'm like, yo, they the yes, only person. I, 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 yes, this is why I don't <laughs> have children. I have two adult children I take care of. So that keeps me yeah. busy enough. it's real no it's so real it's like yeah and we get to
1: a point now right where we reach an age where our parents become our dependents and it's like we are the caretakers and they are our children so that's an interesting dynamic to live with but what doesn't kill us makes us stronger
0: it's a beautiful thing though I mean, well, and you, you did a good plans- job, you know, your parents did a good job when you, you know, you come out and you're like, I have to take care of my children. Like you, I, I guess felt. you
1: just hope that the next generation thinks the same way, right? Because culturally, I don't think everybody thinks about taking care of their elderly. Some people can yeah. afford a nursing home, but those yeah. aren't the best places. And, you know, you just hope that when we're old, that, you know, either our children or our nieces and nephews or whoever is going to want to do the same thing for us. So
0: wow. that'll be interesting. Right? Yeah. No, it's, it's, it is, it is got to raise good sure. humans. Yeah. No, my husband talks about it all the time. He's like, one of them are going to take care of me I know because he has five. He has two with me, but he has three already. He's older than me. You know, okay. years. and he's like, one of them are going to take care of me. And I'm like, why would you be thinking about that? But it makes sense. I yeah. Get it. Like, I'm yeah, like yeah, oh, my parents okay. have instilled that in me since I was little. <laughs> <laughs> you better be taking care of me, girl. <laughs> I love and don't that. forget what I did for you in fifth grade. Remember that <laughs> trip? Like, oh, here we go. <laughs> I love this. I know we're supposed to be talking about real estate, but like I really do love to find out the core and like see what's going on cuz this is actually a really topic of conversation. I know you're in realty and you do real estate, but I it, I he, I hear and I see that it's the core of like who you are and what you're passionate about too um in yeah, your personal sure. life. So Got to give back.
1: I yeah. always say help
0: me to help others. That's the most important thing. Yeah, I love that. And that kind
1: of extends to what I do in my work. Um, you know, I've been doing real estate for over wow, 20 years now. Mm-hmm. That's 20 years. Oh my
0: god, that's a long time.
1: That is a long time to think. And you know, I never, I wasn't going into life. I, I don't think like most realtors. Their trajectory is not to like go to school, get your bachelor's, and then right. go and get your real estate degree. Yeah. Um, But I came home from college, and you know, home to Hoboken and kind of wanted to figure out what i was going to do next and explore in new york city uh in college i had been writing for people magazine for a number of years okay. um, so i was published in in style time um and people Teen people and so i thought for sure that was going to be my life's direction was writing i loved it um and then i'll never forget going to an interview at Time Magazine and um, they offered me, I think it was $20,000 or $25,000 salary. And at the time, you know, I mean, salaries were starting at $50,000. So I knew that that was like a huge pay cut. And I was like, well, I can't, like, how do you even justify that? They're like, well, it's a great opportunity. It looks great on your resume. You'll get a lot of exposure. I'm like, well, how do people afford to live in and around New York for that amount of money? And they were like, well, you either get another job or your parents help, you know, um, supplement your income. And I was like, okay, but for those of us who don't have that parental choice. Oh my God. Did you hear that knocking? No. Okay, good. Okay. Um, so, you know, they, I I thought it was a great opportunity, but I knew I had to walk away because I couldn't afford to live on $20,000. And I didn't think it was realistic to kill myself working for a magazine and then go and get a night job. Um so at that point that was when Hoboken was kind of going through its change of all of the warehouses and factories being bought by developers because mm-hmm. really New Jersey is the one that has the New York view. New Yorkers can't see themselves.
0: Right. Um, <laughs> and so
1: you know Hoboken's always had that skyline unobstructed view and a developer from Hoboken approached me and said, "Listen, you're the only person who knows the history of this town from inception from the past to the present." and you can bring the future buyers and the future community, you know, you can provide them education on where the city's been and where it's going. And I think that it makes more sense for someone from this town to represent the sales team. So I was the last hire. Um, I had no real estate experience. He put me through real estate school, paid for me, sponsored me, and that's how I got started in real estate. Interesting,
0: Interesting. okay. Let's back up a little bit here. Cause there's questions and I want to introduce you properly. Okay. So it's snapback journey <laughs> podcast. I'm checking on today with my co-host, is what I like to call it because we do generally just have a nice discussion about women's struggles and how we get through them and just being professional and in our personal lives and how we kind of muddy through all of this. So Chantel Figueroa is on, who is a dear friend of mine from back in the day. We used to actually ah. cheer together and went to school together, <laughs> which is crazy. But I saw this really cool video that you posted of yourself. And now that you're talking a little bit about your background, I understand why and how you know to market yourself and put together some sort of video like that, um, which is what we talk about to branding ourselves and, uh, you know, breaking out as women and getting our snap So, um, I love that video. And I was like, Oh my God, I need to hit her up. Like I know her for years. I did not
1: want to do that video. My real estate office was trying to get everyone to do a personal segment, oh. introducing themselves and speaking on camera. I was totally against it. And so the marketing team was very creative in saying, give us a photo. Give us, you know, some blurbs about your experience and then we'll turn it into a video.
0: Interesting. That's how it
1: came because I generally do not agree to videos. You lucky I love you. (laughs) Why? You're freaking
0: beautiful. I,
1: I appreciate that, but I do not like seeing myself on camera. I quit broadcast journalism and being a TV news anchor person because I hated myself. My face, my voice, I don't like. Hell, are you
0: kidding me right now? Like I think about. That's why
1: I stick with writing. No,
0: no, no, I'm not. I don't want it. I don't like it because I think about like really and truly like when I go because I was like jogging my memory and I'm like, yo, she's always had a strong personality, like always been a really great person, you know, like because I'm just trying to think like how does she counter intersect you know but I mean we're all on social now we all see each other right but it's like wow like I think about you and then I was even thinking about your mom and like what a strong presence she had and always been a strong woman and I feel like you know she was an influence for the friends around and like you and (laughs) I'm like did she? and I was thinking I'm like did she do real estate too because I remember her being a business woman like I remember that of her but like I don't know what it was my mom
1: actually worked in the hospital with your mom
0: Oh, really? Like yeah, all those years?
1: She did community advocacy, drug ah. education. And so that's why she was Different. very visible in the community. Yeah. yeah.
0: She the oh, my God. So you kind of like have those ca- characteristics a little bit of your mom, like the whole community sort of thing. Like For sure. We're, we're social digressing. worker
1: aspect helping.
0: Yeah because I mean I hear those traits a little bit like you're like you know this guy who is this guy by the way that approached you and said um, I want you to do stuff in the community you know it best like you need to be in real estate who I is will he?
1: never ever forget him Sandy Weiss he is uh, he was the one of the first developers in Hoboken he okay. created the skyline um, on Observer Highway that condo okay and uh and then he owned all the land he owned the sky club mm-hmm. land he owned um some land across the water that okay. he held on for years until developers came and you know were able to afford to build the luxury condos that exist Ooh. today oh,
0: he came so uh, i am eternally
1: <laughs> grateful to sandy for you know his friendship his support and you know even to this day we're still good friends
0: But it seems like you met him in a timely fashion, like that just happened, like the offer and good for you for not accepting that offer. Like, that's one of the reasons why I really don't work in broadcast journalism anymore. (laughs) I just do podcasting and like my own stuff because I was like, really, there's no money, you know, like, and after a while, the passion is great, but then like you grow older and you like things change and priorities (laughs) change. And you're like, uh, like, I'm like, I have two children now. I cannot, you know, that's not so. But I love the fact that you were like, nope, in the beginning, like you knew your value ahead of time as a woman in the business and was like, no. And they told me
1: I was making a mistake. Um, I remember the interviewer saying, you're making the biggest mistake of your life. And I said, well, if I like to write, I can write anywhere at any time. And Mm -hmm. I can still fulfill my passion and need for writing. But I also like to eat. And I think that that's important for me. So I am going to take this risk and I'm going to thankfully walk away. And she's like, do you know what this looks like on your resume? Mm. And i like kind of sassily saying to her, well, I can't eat my resume. <laughs> so, Thank you so much for this opportunity. And then it just all kind of happened the way it happened. You yeah. know, uh, Sandy had a need. I I thought it was a great opportunity to be able to um, talk about, you know, my history in Hoboken. I remember when it was junkyards and you know we didn't have any banisters that prevented us from falling into the hudson river and seeing the sky oh my god i always (laughs) knew its potential right and you know it, because it was the closest thing to Manhattan, we had 24-hour accessibility to transportation. I knew that something would come. It just had to wait for the time. Yeah, um, And, you know, and even to that, um, I was with Toll for about two years. Mm-hmm. And I started um, an internship for Hoboken for the local high school, for Hoboken High School. I love um, that.
0: I saw that
1: students involved because you know I think that sometimes you see these big corporations come into small towns and you Mm -hmm. say I'd like to do that how do I get involved and really the people who have been in the town forever are the reason that you're there and those are people that you want to nurture because there may even be a prospective buyer in buying your product or they may be a salesperson or they may be a construction worker right, coming in to develop it. So I think it's about making sure everybody in the community is involved, aware, and supported to be able to have communities grow.
0: Wow, I love that. And fast forward, you're doing really good. It's it's a seller's market, which I guess means nothing for you as a real estate agent, right? That's like, does it mean, what does that mean for you actually? Let's just- Well,
1: I think we're in a definitely a very unique time right now. You know, COVID has changed a lot in terms of there's so much. I mean, I've seen the seller's market before. Um, mm-hmm. and I've seen, you know, the highs and the lows of the market in all these years, but right now I, I always tell people, you know, if you're looking to buy a property, cause everybody wants to sell their home. If they have a home, cause they want to make all this, you know, um, this money back on what the, how inflated the market is. But I always tell people, if you sell your home, where are you going to live? Mm. And it may sound like a good idea to get a lot of money on your sales price if you sell your home, but then you're probably going to turn over and give that profit to someone else who's selling their home to you. So, right. You know, And I also think that people, like right now, you can't be looking at the hot places or the suburbs or the homes with a lot of land because that's what everybody wants.
0: Uh. You
1: have to kind of look at the, where are we going next? Yeah. Where are people going to want to be? Where are the towns that maybe haven't had as much popularity, but will get there? Or maybe mm. have their transportation that's changing and infrastructure. Um, they are maybe in a municipality that is always going to be needed. For example, you know, I, I say Atlantic City will always come back because casinos generally do well um, right. across the board and they generally get bailed out. So, right. You know Atlantic City is a good place to look. Um, now with the legalization of marijuana you're looking at places like Camden that are going to be uh, more supported by these micro licenses and um, kind of green areas that will allow for um, medicinal and adult use marijuana to be in those communities. So those are places you look at. Um, Trenton is a place in New Jersey that's kind of been ignored But Mm. Trenton is our state capital, right? Right. State capitals will always have government uh, buildings, associations, and just business acumen. So I think that people need to maybe not look at the obvious Mm -hmm. and look beyond that into what the next trends will be.
0: Yeah. Well, that's a hard thing to do. And like, you know, you know, that as, as, as a person like me and my husband, we've kind of been diving into a little bit investing and like, we thought we were just recently going to move full disclosure. We thought we were going to move back to Jersey. Like, Oh, let's get a little spot. It's a pandemic. You know, everybody's like, you know, frantic. Right. So like, yeah, it's, And it's not only me, like friends around me, like oh, a lot of people right. made the decision to buy or to move or to sell like, right. It's been just such a trying time. Correct. So, um, And like, we were like, oh, you know, a friend of mine does wholesaling in Jersey. She's like, what's up? You want to get in? We're like, all right, cool. You know, through her little investment, you know, why not? Sure, let's do it. Um, And then we're like, oh, maybe we'll find something. I'm like, "Eh, I think we jumped into that a little bit too fast. The investment part, cool. But like the fact that we may be moving our lives, right? Like you said, like selling and then then having to buy. Like, what are you buying? Where are you buying? Because I was like, I feel like I know more about the Georgia market than I do Jersey, you know, like I was, just in comparison, in
1: I mean, you know, what you're going to get in Georgia versus, you know, what you're going to get in New Jersey is sticker it's value, difference. stock value, right. Mm-hmm. And Jersey has some of the highest taxes in the country. Yep. So that's something to keep in mind too. Yeah. So, no, I, I think that it's really about looking at the entire holistic approach about lifestyle and what you're going to get. And I, right. the one thing I will say is I think the pandemic, especially in the urban market, New York, New Jersey, you know, places where people live in tiny boxes and they were only using their place to maybe shower, get dressed, check <laughs> right, right. out, that's not the case anymore, right? Yeah. People want to be more comfortable, they want to feel like they can live and work in their home um and not have to feel like they have to go out to find that enjoyment. Yep. So I I think people are going to start making their home more comfortable, more of a creature comfort and, you know, kind of adapting it to their needs. But I also caution people in saying, it's nice to say you want to live close to a big city, but then what is the realities of what comes with that, right? Right. Because like New York City, groceries are expensive. New Jersey, taxes are high. Um, And then you have municipalities that are doing all this work and then your taxes get impacted by that, the school Mm -hmm. systems. So, you know, especially coming from some place like Georgia or the Carolinas, the right. space that can't be compared.
0: I know, I know. It's a big difference. It is totally a big difference. But I love how it sounds like you really center yourself around the client and like make sure that they're good and you know they're good and they know the community and you still kind of carry that like, you know, sometimes people are just weary about like agents, right? You don't know who to work with and kind of like that sort of thing. So um, for,
1: sure. I, for me, I personally, for the past probably five years, because um, I do real estate part time, Okay. Um, I have focused on working with friends, referrals, oh, you know, family, okay. et cetera, um, because I think that there's a huge component piece of education mm-hmm. and sometimes someone, you know, is going to listen to it better than someone who is a stranger who has their own ideas about what they want to do. And, you know, um, for me, I've been doing this so long that I. I'm lucky that I get to kind of pick the projects I want to work on. And, you know, I've tried to diversify in what I've done. So I've done residential, I've done commercial. Um, I did an agricultural project for the state of New Jersey two years ago. Mm-hmm. I've done hospitality. I opened a hotel in Jamaica in Wow. So, you know, I've tried to kind of look at all different types of industries because yeah. I think you can easily get pigeonholed in, oh, you're only residential, you're only yeah. New Jersey, you're only... You know and especially being a woman in this business, it's really hard because I'm usually on the development construction side on the boys' playing field, and I'm the only girl constantly being questioned and you know, second guessed about my experience. Uh, um,
0: what so is that I experience
1: like? like? Yeah, so I like to touch a lot of different industries, so it's like I don't just know one thing, I know right. a variety of a lot of right. things. Like I think generally big projects will have a variety of a lot of different aspects and mm-hmm. not just one um, And so you know I've made sure that when the component to what I'm working with somebody is a lot about education and like for example when people say, oh I want to buy a property and be an investor that sounds great. Um, do you have any construction experience? Do you know anything about electrical and plumbing? Do you have a team of trusted advisors that is going, that you can have in your back pocket that's available, that if you have an emergency, you can call them and they're going to address the issue. They can, you know, get there in real time. Mm -hmm. They can address emergencies and you can trust that they're not going to overbill you and do things the right way.
0: Right. And I don't
1: think people think about that component when you say you want to be an investor and you want to be a property manager. Okay. What do you know about that? Because yeah. it's just like having a car; people can take you to the cleaners, and you can have nothing to show for it, right? <laughs> right. Spend a lot of money on it. Yeah. Um. So I've I've learned a lot, but I never. I'm always about learning more, and I think mm-hmm. that's been the essence of my career. Is that I always say yes to new opportunities, just because I'm curious to learn.
0: Okay. And you say you did you do real estate only part time? So is that all you you're doing? So Work-wise? I. Am,
1: well i've i've been a project manager for over probably six seven years now um so i'm working right now with a not-for-profit uh for the state of new jersey to help businesses um mainly to acquire real estate or a site um in new jersey as with resources of cpas attorneys you know brokers etc uh-huh. um so i you know i help on a domestic and international level um, I've also been doing a lot of consulting uh, with cannabis now because uh, okay. I've worked for an LP for about a year. I lived in Canada and, and worked on a pretty large uh, project for the state of New Jersey for their medical marijuana initiative. So um, just trying to point people in the right direction of what regulations look like. And, <laughs> um, so I, I kind of work on a lot of different things and I manage a number of properties for both domestic and international clients as well.
0: I love that so tell me about a time in, tell me about a time in your career because it sounds like you do a lot and you're very like savvy and you know your industry um tell me a little bit about like a time where in your industry you kind of like got knocked off your pedestal and had to get your snap back
1: oh well I've been knocked off my pedestal probably <laughs> annually um, Really. Uh, I, I, I'm a bit of a masochist where I sign up for like one year projects where the work will be super intense, you know, uh, um, high acceleration, high demand, and then, you know, the project ends, and then you have to start something new or look for something new. Um, I think probably one of my hardest projects was probably about two and a half years ago, maybe three years ago now that I was helping to manage 30 homeless shelters in New York City. Whoa. And that was quite trying um, because, you know, the social worker part of me loves to give back. I love to be out in the community. I am aware that homelessness is not always about people's personal choices. Mm. Uh, it has a lot to do with mental health. It has a lot to do with our system. Mental and, health,
0: it's mental health month, too.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, that, and that we're seeing that now during COVID, right? It's more evident yeah. than ever. Um, and so I was managing... 30 homeless shelters for a not-for-profit for um, for a friend of mine and uh, you know i have so much love and admiration for him and what he does so i was excited about starting we started a property management um company for the not-for-profit so that way we could manage the buildings that we were providing services for to have greater control. Right. Uh, and we, I also helped start, um, the food division so we could have our own in-house kind of ghost kitchen where we were providing the food services for the, uh, the families and then a security company to help make sure that the buildings were safe. And wow. Wow. And you know, it was, it was a thankless job. Um, mm. worked, you know, our butts off and there was never enough that we could do. And I think, you know, I, you see so much going on in how huge homeless problem is. And I mean, we had homes with children mm-hmm. who were abandoned by their families and were living on their own as yeah. kids. Yeah. Uh, and so we had homes filled with kids mm-hmm. with no families. And so it's such a heartbreaking you know, yeah. job and you wanna do it because you, you know that not everybody's in the same predicament and you wanna be able to help at least on a micro level. Yep but it also becomes that sometimes you, especially in the U S we have people who feel so entitled and feel like they just deserve the services that the country provides for them, food, shelter for, we are providing furniture and, um, brand new furniture and, you know, stuff for school. And I owe, I think that across the board, we have so much waste here that to just redistribute it makes, so much sense, but sometimes on the other receiving end, the people who are receiving it are not feeling blessed. They're not feeling grateful. They're not, you know, I mean, right, I uh, right. you kill yourself and you're like, what am I doing this for? Mm. Um, but you know, there has to be a greater good. So I try to do, make micro differences in my life. And that's why I don't focus on real estate predominantly because I think it's easy to be in a buyer seller's game and mm-hmm. uh, to make that commission and to get really that driven based on the money in the next deal. Mm-hmm. But I kind of try to see a little bit beyond that. So I try to sprinkle some philanthropy throughout my day and in my projects to kind of keep grounded and to kind of keep remembering what's important.
0: I love that. Do you get these projects on your own or like yeah. just, okay. So yeah. it's nothing through the company it's more like i'm just yeah no I'm, I'm an independent
1: contractor so i work for myself and just through the experiences i've had and the people i've met along this journey of life i've been blessed to always kind of have a new opportunity given to me and like i said I'm i always say yes so yeah. maybe that's the gift and the curse <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> but that's awesome i mean at least i think i think it's it's a gift and a curse if you don't know right but like you know you you know you're like that's my thing i always say yes right but if you didn't know it's like okay you know you have no awareness and you're just like getting trampled on so i think exactly it makes it a little bit of a difference but thank you so much for taking the time i know you got a busy day i know we had to change the time a million times so sorry about that but i really appreciate Working working women i know and then the babies i'm like trying to like work around it and anywho well, good um,
1: to a working mom. Keep it up. I'm trying. I just Everything
0: is from home for now. Make so them like, good
1: humans, okay? Because I need know, especially the
0: men. I know. That's what it's about, (laughs) ultimately. And I I know we need to stay connected. Sounds good. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining Snapback Journey Radio. And of course, you know, you can reach us on Yocheka.com or send us an email if you have any questions or concerns at Yocheka at gmail.com. That's Y-O-C-H-E-C-K-A.